to the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your hosts, Jason Shepard and Lauren McClain. What is up, Cougar fans? BYU is going bowling. Shortly after chalking up one more win to end the regular season, 10-1, the Cougs accepted an invitation to play the University of Central Florida in the Boca Raton Bowl. Today we'll be talking about UCF bowl games and college football in the Sunshine State on the Cougar Tailgate. I'm Larm McLean. And I'm Jason Shepard. Later on in the program, we'll be getting to know the UCF Knights with Jimmy Skiles. Great name, by the way. Love uh, the name. But you know what we like to do. Before we jump ahead, we like to look back on a very unique senior night, by the way, for BYU football. The regular season finale at home against the San Diego State Aztecs. Former foes in the Mountain West Conference and the WAC. Lots of history between these two teams in football and basketball. Uh, and things started off really great for BYU. Scored 7 nothing, looked quite easy, and you thought, okay, it's going to be one of those games. Ah, but then a turnover and the San Diego State offense kind of kicking into gear. They actually took a touchdown lead at 14-7. to From that point on, they were shut out, though, for the most part. 303 yards, three touchdowns for Zach Wilson in the win. And quite honestly, it was probably his last game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. That obviously is something still to be determined. Uh, about 1,000 family members were in attendance. Seniors got to walk across the field at the end, which is always a cool thing. Uh, Zach giving Isaiah Kafusi the game ball. Uh, Isaiah Kafusi he asked to be put in in the victory formation uh, play call, so he was there for that, which is really cool. Uh, the temperature was about 12 degrees. Speaking of things being cool, Lauren, I was very pleased I was in the BYU radio studios for that game. I picture Isaiah Kafusi as the favorite child. <laughs> when I think Isaiah Kafusi, I, I just think all the coaches are like, you know what? You do whatever you want. You go ahead. You go in there. Is there anything else you'd like, Isaiah? Can we help you with anything else? <laughs> yeah, what, what can we do for you? You got enough hand warmers? Because he's that kind of guy. You want, he would look, be my favorite child. Who doesn't love Isaiah Kafusi? <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe if, the opposing team. But yes, maybe so. Someone who doesn't actually, who doesn't know, actually the guy. know him. Yes. Hey, so you mentioned they were former WAC foes. You know what else is WAC? Mm. The San Diego State social media <laughs> fan section. They don't Whoever like BYU. Whoever runs that, they don't like BYU. Do is they? WAC? <laughs> no, they do not. But it, but it seems like not a lot of people like them, and they probably enjoy that. That's probably part it's probably of their, their thing. Their stick. Yeah, it's probably their I'm thing. Okay with that. But yeah, for the most part, a, a decent game to watch. There were some interesting things happening in there, but uh, turnovers were a major story. Both teams yes. with turnovers that kind of changed the 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 course of the game really for both teams when they occurred. And you know, luckily BYU ends up winning twenty eight fourteen. So, I mean, it, it wasn't really that close of a game, but it certainly was a different feel. Uh, it, it was weird because the game actually went by quite quickly, but at least for me personally, it kind of felt like a longer game. I was When I got out to my car at the end of the night, I was surprised at the time I got out there because <laughs> it felt like it should have been later. It's because it, you were frozen. It was maybe, so cold. You maybe. were just frozen in time. You know where it won't be frozen this week? Florida. Ah, Boca Raton. <laughs> yep, the, the opposite of the weather in Utah this week will be the weather in Florida next Tuesday. Mostly sunny, high of 77, low of 64 in Boca Raton. I feel like a uh, meteorologist right now. I was talking with the, the Central Florida play-by-play guy. Um, he actually had had me on his radio show um, this week, and <laughs> I was telling him, yeah, you know, at the time I was doing the interview, I said, yeah, it's, it's uh, I believe, 
35 degrees right now, so uh, I think everybody's really excited to get down to Florida. He's like, yeah, it's pretty cool out here, too. I, I had to put on a sweater. We, we're at 65. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, nobody wants to hear that right now. Stop it right now, buddy. Serious. You have no idea what cold is. <laughs> Florida's a beautiful place with a lot of college football. Seven FBS teams call the state home, but BYU has definitely not felt at home there. Cougs are 0-8 all-time when playing in the state of Florida. It's crazy. Most recently a loss to the University of South Florida, not Central, last year. And those eight losses include a couple bowl games like the infamous double overtime Miami Beach Bowl. Why was that infamous? Why, why was that infamous? I don't, I don't, I don't even I know what you're brawl, talking about. May have been, about may have been cool. some fists thrown. I actually was there for that. That was yeah, Florida's beautiful. That's what I'm going to focus on from the Miami. Yeah, just the scenery. That's fine. It's one of those weird things that doesn't really matter to this team and this coaching staff, but for lifers and diehard fans, they remember the pain of each one of those losses. The Miami Beach Bowl isn't even played anymore for the record. It's now the Frisco Bowl and is one of the many bowls that canceled this year due to the pandemic. Yeah, it, it? isn't that such a strange fact, the 0-8 thing in Florida? And it's it not, is weird. And it's not like... You know, zero and eight in the last. Tw- we're talking about it over the history of BYU football. They are they have never won in the state of Florida, and we're talking about under Lavelle, under you know Bronco, anybody, anybody. Kalan, it's it's crazy how something like that happens. But they're like, it's too perfect here. This is we got to get out of here. <laughs> what I liked though was Kalani was asked specifically about. It. He's like, hey, we had never won on the blue turf either. We got that checked off. Why not? Why? Why don't we do? Why don't we make this a season of of changing things here? That's right. So hey, why not go and erase that uh, record as well? I love that. Here's some uh, a few facts about the Boca Raton Bowl. So six thousand fans can attend this year. That's about twenty percent capacity. So that's that's what they allowed in La Edwards Stadium. Is that right? Just uh, so people can kind of get a well, not ultimately. That's what they were hoping they to were get. Going but that's to not. Do 6, yeah, that's not that what they end ended up, up with. Yeah, that's right. Because then they just allowed family, family and members. Friends, yep. And then uh, usually features team from the Group of Five conferences, MAC Conference USA, or American. And obviously UCF is from the American. So this would be BYU's third team face that they'll be facing from the American. They faced Navy and then Houston. So, uh, And this is, the fourth team, this is the fourth best team according to the standings this year in the American. Man alive, this offense is super good. This is a very good team. I hope people aren't overlooking the Knights. The American is a great conference. That is a solid conference that BYU has actually toyed around with mm-hmm. getting into. Is that right? Well, I mean, they've certainly had conversations in the past from what we understand. Nothing, obviously, that became anything. But the more and more you know, things play out, I, I think that at least if BYU is ever going to entertain going to a conference that's not P5, it would certainly make sense that mm-hmm. the American's the one that you target first. Mm-hmm. Look, there's a lot of really good teams in there. I mean, Houston and Cincinnati. We're seeing what Cincinnati's doing just in college football this season. I, it's, I think it's, uh, you know, SMU is in there as well. You get a nice little footprint in, in kind of the Midwest, Texas, Florida, Navy. You've got, oh, you've got yeah. Navy, so you can go in that direction up, you know, near D.C. and then on the East Coast. I mean, it's a lot of travel for BYU, but... They're used it, to that. It certainly makes it certainly makes a lot of sense if BYU is ever going to entertain that. I actually... Lo- I Honestly, I love that fit. I'd take that over the Mountain West. 100%. I would, too. So, so the Boca Raton's is a newer bowl game. 2014 was the first year it was played. It's one of the new ESPN Bowls, which is obviously how BYU got in. It's played at FAU Stadium, and FAU has played in it twice, UCF zero times, and BYU obviously has not played in it either. By the way, do you say, and now you've said Boca Raton. 
But that's my Spanish background. Okay, so coming out, there apparently has been like a massive debate whether it's Boca Raton or Raton, to the I, to the point where like apparently, and I, I don't know what what year this was. I don't I don't think it was this year's. Maybe it was. Somebody found one of the students at BYU TV were having this discussion, and he found a news story that was uh, published in one of the the TV stations in Florida in Boca, and. One of the presidential elections that were held – or uh, debate, excuse me, down there, somebody had, had made reference to Boca Raton but had said it the other way. And so it had sparked this debate because nobody really knows which way you say it because there are some people that say it's absolutely this and then the other side says it's absolutely this. But I think what we found out is Raton is the correct. So if you were to put an E on it, it would make more sense. Right. Well, but it is Boca Raton. Boca Raton. Because it's Spanish for mouse mouth. Are you serious? Mouse mouth. Man, I wish I knew Spanish. <laughs> so you, I didn't even think twice about it, honestly. What I, I'm like, the Boca Raton. Yeah, I guess because we were saying it one way on BYU Sports Nation. We had somebody who lives in the area. He's like, please don't say it like that. Please say it this way. This is how the locals say it. And they, they say Boca Raton. Raton. Yes. Yes. It's almost as if I'm a local ship. You are already. a local. You are a local. You, Send me to Florida. You need to go to Florida right now. <laughs> I need to be in 77 degree weather for that bowl game, please. So it's been a high scoring game in the past. Out of six total games, four times the winning team scored 50 points or more. So BYU will have to bring the offense if they want to be in the bowl game record books. And they've had some games that were very high scoring, so it's a possibility they could get in the 50s. Well, and especially in this matchup, forget the fact that the Bulls had high scores. Both of these teams, their offenses are extremely potent. I mean, we know what BYU can do. We've seen the numbers that they've put up this season behind Zach Wilson and the offensive line. When you look at the UCF Knights, listen to this stat. This will blow your mind, okay? In the last 48 games, so we're talking a significant amount of time, in the last 48 games, the Knights' offense has scored less than 30 points twice. No. 46 no. out of their last 48 games, they have scored at least 30 or more points. How many other teams in the country have done that? Do we know? I, that Now, that I don't know. but Probably very few. Look, they have a system there offensively that works. And so they've got guys that can come in. They're really fast. They got a lot of speed. They play up tempo. This this absolutely could be like one of those old fashioned shootouts where whoever has the ball last wins the game. Like it could be that. Well, I don't want it to be a replay of Coastal Carolina. That was more of a low scoring game, but that was also very back and forth, ending on the one yard line. So let's not have <sighs> let's not have that again. a repeat of that. But I would actually love. I love the shootout. Very tons of offense. But they're super stressful too. They but they're so fun to watch. They are fun to watch. Look, everybody loves offense, right? Yep. Unfortunately, you know, people aren't like, hey, let's tune into this game and watch all this great defense. <laughs> Hurry and fast forward through this offense. Yeah, you look, no, look, no offense to the defense, <laughs> but like everybody, everybody wants the high score. That's just the way it is. And I think video games play a role in that because everybody else can score 60 on their... You know, and they play Madden, so I they think, think so everybody too. else should score 62. I have to confess, every Saints game that Taysom Hill has started, I have fast-forwarded through the defense and just watched the, the offense. Well, that's the history of the game, but when we come back, we'll get to know the foe, the UCF Knights, just a little bit better. That's up next on the Cougar Tailgate.
Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean. And I'm Jason Shepard, UCF, BYU. They've met twice before, splitting the series one game apiece. That's what happens when you've played twice and you split. Now the rubber match will be played in the Boca Raton Bowl. That a See? boy. There we go. It's coming up to The two- mouse mouth. That's, that's funny that that's what that means. <laughs> Why would you have that if that's what that I means? Don't I don't know. <laughs> Why would you name your city if that's what it translates into in English? You know what's going to be a great name for this city? Mouse mouth. I like, that's it. Sold. We're going to go with that. <laughs> well, the Boca Raton Bowl is Tuesday evening. And to get to know more about the history and the traditions of the Knights, Lauren, you actually got to speak with a guy from UCF earlier in in the week. I did. I talked to Jimmy Skiles, the Associate Director of Brand Advancement, and here's that interview. All right, Jimmy, thank you so much for being here with me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for having us, us from Florida join the show. Well, we're all a little jealous. We're staring at snow right now, so Florida sounds pretty nice this time <laughs> of year. Um, yeah, we- has anyone told you how, how cool your name is to start off with? Uh well, growing up around Orlando, when I moved to Orlando, Scott Skiles, who played for the Magic, was a uh, he was a, a big time player here in Orlando. So uh-huh. when I first moved here, was the first time everybody was like, "Oh man, are you are you are you related to Scott?" And as much as I grew up a Magic fan, and he was like my player I idolized growing up, uh, it's the first time I've heard that I had a cool name in a while. <laughs> You're like, yes. No, it is. The fir- first time I heard that, I'm like, that is a, that's a legit name. I like it. So you, you are the director of brand advancement. What exactly is your role in that? So I oversee all of our, our marketing efforts, um, our digital and social media team, uh, and then our game day experience here at UCF. Okay. So speaking of that game day experience, what makes the nights something fans look forward to? Uh, you talk about our, our game days here in Orlando? Uh-huh, yes. All right. So uh, we, we take great pride in, in what our athletic director, Danny White, calls uh, creating the most unique game day experience in college football. Uh, as most people know, Orlando has a ton uh, to offer. You know, the, the beach is a stone's throw away. The weather's great. We got all the theme parks. Everybody comes here to visit. Um, so we can get in a little bit of a pickle because on, on college – game day Saturdays, there can be a, a lot to do around town. So mm-hmm. um, what we've tried to do is bring a little bit of the elements of everything that is Orlando uh, to our game day experience. Um, so same sort of um, experience, whether it's pregame activities that uh, you may have opportunities to do out in the theme park at the theme parks, you can come do some of those things uh, before the games here. Uh, uh, you know, game day parades into the stadium, uh, starting with our football team and then our um, we have a something called the March to Victory, which I, I compare it to a European soccer fan march, where um, led by our our knight on horseback and and our band, which is about 400 students strong, our marching band and cheerleaders. They lead like this big fan march into the stadium about an hour before kickoff. Uh, in a normal year, unfortunately, we weren't able to do all that this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, then when you know when you get in into the stadium, we have our nightmare student section. It's in both end zones over. Over 12,000 students strong um, that are there about an hour before kickoff. We're already at capacity um, with that group. And, um, you know, throughout our stadium, we have uh, beach-themed premium areas and, uh, you know, all that sort of stuff that that makes Orlando a great place to live and work. We try to bring that all into the the game day experience. And 
then thankfully the, the team's provided some good football along the way. You mentioned the student section is in both end zones. What's usually the opposing team's reactions when they step on the field and see that? Well, what's great is we got the the one side that is ends up being a lot of our more upperclassmen, the people who get there first go to the side that UCF warms up on and is above the UCF tunnel. Uh, but then we have another rowdy end zone that's actually a little bit bigger that's above the visiting team tunnel and uh, above the visiting team locker room. And we call our stadium the bounce house because when it starts moving, I mean, it's, it's all made out of aluminum and steel. So the whole stadium uh, shakes, the doors shake, all that sort of stuff. So, uh, so the visiting team feels the presence of our student section down in the locker room before, before actually even taking the field. So it, it's fun to have, have both sides covered. Oh, man, I miss that kind of atmosphere this year. Oh, me too. <laughs> so Orlando, we, you talked about, has there's so much to do there, but a lot of universities are in smaller towns. UCF is located in a place where people go on vacation. But what's your favorite place you tell people to go that's maybe lesser known than some of the big tourist attractions in Orlando? Oh, man, that's a good one. Um, I think one of the most unique things especially where UCF is in East Orlando is uh, watching all the rocket launches um, our 50 oh, cool. yard line actually lines up exactly with the the most historic um, launch pad uh, out at Kennedy Space Center and so it's um, it's like just 20 miles as a crow flies straight across so really anywhere on campus or anywhere in East Orlando you can look east during a rocket launch and watch them go up and uh it's a pretty cool thing to do because you don't have to go out to one place, um, you know, out at the beach or anything like that to do it. Uh, you just mm-hmm. look east, and right now with SpaceX and everything else uh, going up, there's rocket launches. It seems like weekly. Um, so yeah, the, the the theme parks and everything else are are fantastic, and we love doing those. But I think uh, seeing a vehicle blast off into outer space is a <laughs> is a pretty unique thing, and something that's cool that we can do from campus or really anywhere over here on the, the east side of town. That sounds so awesome. I'm definitely putting it on my list for next time I go <laughs> down there. So so have you been to Palm Beach before? Uh, yeah. Yep, I have. And, and you're, are you going to the bowl game? Yep, I'll I'll be down there. Obviously, the the travel staffs look different this year with, with less of the, the bowl events and um, unfortunately lack of fanfare that normally goes, but I'll uh, – I was lucky to get one of the the six thousand tickets, and so I'll I'll be there in the stands as a fan this year. Yes, I love it. So, what are you <laughs> most looking forward to in that bowl game specifically? I think it's uh, I think it's just a, a fun matchup. I uh, a bunch of my buddies and I were talking. If we were just general college fans, no tie to UCF, no tie to BYU, uh, this would be incredible Tuesday night TV, uh, in my opinion. <laughs> Um, these are those games as a, just a college football fan, you, um, you, you see on, on, on the schedule, like, man, that's going to be a fun one. Um, two great quarterbacks, two unbelievable offenses. Uh, you guys had a, a, a better year, uh, than, than we have on, on the record wise, but it'll be fun to go, to go head to head and just, just watch it. I think it's two, it's two great brands, uh, as well. So it'll, it'll be fun to watch. And UCF is known for its high-scoring offense year in and year out. What can we expect to see from this year's team? Well, we go fast. Uh, we go. The offense is uh, is just is rapid fire. They like to to snap the ball. Uh, 
just as soon as the, the official gets out of the way. So um, that, that makes it fun. Uh, a lot of big explosive plays and it just, you, you don't, you don't take a, a break to, to go to the refrigerator or go to anything like that. Cause you may miss, uh, you may miss a whole possession uh, the, the way, the, the, the way that we move. And uh, usually uh, with our scoring, it results in a score, but um, even if we go three and out, unfortunately, it's just like the whole side of the, the, the possession just there and it's done. So everybody planned to, to take breaks. I think with these two offenses during the, during the quarter breaks to make sure you don't miss anything. Oh, I love that. That makes a game so much fun to watch in my opinion. And you graduated from UCF and you've been working there for a few years in your time as a student and working there. What's one of your favorite sports memories? Oh man. I think the, um, uh, first of all, moving, we, we played in downtown Orlando when I was a school in the, in the citrus bowl. Uh, so really ever since we opened up the on-campus stadium, the whole culture of, of I'll go and say the, the whole culture of the university changed. Um, now there, there's a place that, that we could call our own. Um, and so we actually opened up the stadium, uh, versus Texas, um, uh, in 2007 and, uh, we gave them all that, all that they could handle. We lost by three and just that experience of going to school here and, you know, being jealous of other schools out there with their on-campus stadiums and being able to, uh, experience a game day, walking from your dorm room to the stadium and all that. And mm-hmm. when the stadium, um, opened here at, at, at 2007, just to have that experience. And now it is a total, total culture changer. And I don't know if this stat is still true. I think ever since that happened, we've won more conference championships uh, than the rest of the D1 state of Florida schools combined, which is a pretty cool uh, stat that we like to, uh, that, that we like to share. But that experience of the stadium opening on campus was, was really special. That's amazing. And, and speaking of U.S. success over the years, so BYU has been one of the non-P5 teams to get attention in a year when some of the big conferences have had limited games. But what has UCF's reaction been to the college football playoff selections this year considering the night's experience in the past it's it's frustrating um we want to uh we want to get behind um these non-power five teams that it just doesn't see our, our conference commissioner said this week it seems like the goalposts keep moving on us um uh, so we went undefeated two regular seasons in a row and the first year we were told you know well you, you can't get a shot because you haven't been here before do it again next year and maybe we'll talk so we followed that up with another undefeated season and uh, still didn't get as high as, I think, eighth um, in the polls. So um, it, it's been frustrating, and, and we're going to be supportive of, of hopefully um, multiple of these non-Power 5 teams that, uh, that, that finish undefeated, that don't get a shot at the playoff. I mean, we, think, we think it needs to be – the games need to be decided on the field, uh, not, by, um, not by a boardroom, so – Hopefully uh, the, the non-Power 5 teams can team up and, and back these teams that go undefeated because you never know when it's going to be when it's going to be your year that you do something special. And uh, I think that if, if you have a zero in your loss column, uh, it doesn't make sense for you to end your year and not get a chance to, to play for the title. I agree. And, and I love that you said that these teams have to, to back each other up and we could have an entire conversation on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so oh, we'll yeah. move on. But, but I, I absolutely love your answer. Last question for me is you mentioned that you think it's going to be a fun matchup, but what was the team's reaction when they heard they were going to be playing BYU? Yeah, that's a good question. I actually don't, um, I don't know with all the, the, the COVID rules. I, I personally am not around the, 
the, the mm-hmm. team bubble is in a, as much as we would be in a, in a normal year. Um, but I, I know they're excited as it looked like, you know, we were going to play a uh, ACC team at first is what we kind of thought. And then when the ACC team started to, uh, to opt out of bowl season, I think there was a little concern of like, Oh man, who, who are, who are we going to play? And um, I think then when, when BYU was announced, I mean, there has to be an excitement with, with your ranking. And uh, one of our writers uh, tweeted about the other day that you guys are only ranked three spots lower than when we played LSU in the Fiesta Bowl two years ago. Um, So that's something that's a great kudos to, to you guys. I know, I know you'd like to be higher um, uh, if it weren't for that, that, that game at Coastal, but uh, uh, it is a uh, it is a great great matchup um, for us, and we're we're excited to play it. Why'd you have to bring up that loss, Jimmy? Come on, man! At Coastal Carolina, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the BYU fans are a little, still a little bitter about, but but we're moving on, and it's going to be an absolutely fun and hopefully exciting game between these two teams. Yep, I think for uh, I think we're going to give the country a uh, um, a good show. And again, I think I think the ratings are going to be fantastic uh, for these two brands playing on a Tuesday night in prime time. I think it's going to be uh, great for college football fans everywhere. I agree. All right, Jimmy, thank you so much for taking the time. Yep, thank you guys. Oh, what a guy! That guy's good at his job. That's Absolutely. For sure. Yep. Thanks again to Jimmy Skiles, UCF's AD of Brand Advancement, for joining us and getting us ready for the Boca Raton Bowl. Ah, yeah. And that does it for today's show. You can join the Cougar Tailgate virtually, of course, every Saturday at noon Mountain Time, or download, rate, and review our podcast on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. It's bowl season on Tuesday, and then everyone have a very merry Christmas. This is Cougar Tailgate.